Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dreamers Podcast. Today I have with me several uh, different online artists and we're going to discuss the rise of Y2K art and how it has kind of influenced their own personal styles. So if everybody wants to kind of uh, introduce themselves. My name is Cleo, also known as Kaster, and I do digital art. My name is June. I do art sometimes. My name is F.W. Darian. Um, I do art all the time and that's my fucking life. Yeah, my name is Proem. You know, digital artist. I do 3D art, and I'm, I'm the creator of Dreamscape. And I just I want to like I want to add some things about um, June and Clay. Clay, uh, he's he's all over Pinterest, all over TikTok. Everyone knows him for um, his Clay out character that looks like a star. It's yellow. And then June, she's very popular on Instagram and TikTok. She's known for making her Y2K art tutorials. And then Darion. He's moving up on the 3D art spectrum. He's working with a lot of big artists. Photoshop, let's not let's not forget. Yeah, he's a Photoshop god, you know. So we're we're all in the Y2K art spectrum, and we we, we kind of would say we're kind of pioneers in it, especially Clay out, and I would say June too. All right, so man, I guess just to start off, what would you guys say are some of the defining characteristics of Y2K art? Like when you, you know, I think a lot of us can tell, and it's a very uh, popular style of both clothing and artwork um, nowadays. But what would you guys say are some of the most defining characteristics of this style? Fashion, fashion, um, certainly fashion. Thing about Y2K, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. If they should, because the name, um, year two thousand, right? Um. A lot of references back towards um, Y2K art derives from like Millionaire Boys Club or like Vape or whatever, right? Um, that typically seems to be like the, like where people draw back from. But even like with like baggy clothing and whatever, right? Um, which is also from like skate culture, whatnot. Um, it, it all ties back into just clothing because that's like what like pioneered and like really pushed the movement. But like anything Y2K, like it could be um. People mix up Cyber Y2K with like, like I said, just vape or whatever. But Cyber Y2K was actually the implementation of like old technologies, but they wanted to they wanted to make it look really futuristic. So they had like really chrome, a ton of chrome stuff, right? Like, um, I don't know if you guys remember the old like MP3 players that you could put to your side with like the little mini headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like that, that, and like. Imagine that, but like more futuristic. Well, what they thought would be like that, would, that's Cyber Y2K. Like it all just comes from like fashion. I think so. Uh, so basically, yeah, I would say fashion is a big part of it. Like, like what you'll see a lot of is shoes, of course. Like I know, like I was reading up, but there's like these mangas, and they they were really like partnering with like Nike and Adidas and shit at the time, Pumas and stuff, and. Like really, when you see art, you never look at the shoes. But nowadays, you'll see Babes and some Ricks and all types of like crazy shoes, Yeezys when those were popular and shit like that. So what I noticed about like Instagram art, like it was really getting like um, popular to show off brands and stuff like that. Another another thing I would definitely say it's from is um, e I don't know how to put this like nightlife, definitely the nightlife um, Nigo right? I don't I don't want to heavily I'm gonna focus on like a lot of other brands after but like um vape is probably going to be like the foundation of like this whole conversation um nigo he was a dj right he dj'd at certain uh he dj'd at his college i'm fairly certain 
and it was just i guess it's just the nightlife and like just living that type of life so i mean like i said it all draws back into fashion i guess and that's what's most recognizable but it's definitely about the lifestyle that you live yeah i would say like yeah big thing is like what you're experiencing now so like like i, I know it's about clay and i, I try to take inspiration from he'll take instagram artists that are showing like the newest fashion and, and stuff like that and he'll basically like use that as inspiration so they have bb belts on or like zip ups with like skulls or like um the like true religion jeans with like words on them or something like that like we'll implement that in our art i would say think about it is we're teetering on like because we do y2k quote-unquote art we're teetering on like modern y2k if anything because like i mean obviously we're not in the year 2000 well in that year 2000 anymore so um it's not going to be like the same it's not going to have the same authenticity as it would before because i mean uh they weren't we're looking in retrospect whereas like they're not looking they're looking to the future not the past which is why cyber y2k is a thing but um I mean, we're teetering on, like, modern Y2K art where, like, since we look at it in retrospect, we can add new things. Like, uh, there's a lot of new chrome hearts pieces you could add to your thing, accessories and whatnot. And um, just that that whole new media and, like, even with consumerism, like, you could definitely... <sighs> I don't know how to put this into words or articulate it. Like, that new, that new style that everyone could have in these new brands that are all over the internet now um i guess like it's only a copy in a way but um i guess i'm just like going on and on so i mean you talked about the um kind of the futuristic part of it with cyber y2k um so i'm just curious what do you guys think with because i mean obviously the year 2000 was 23 years ago so i mean it's it's been quite a long time since that, you know, style was, <clears throat> you know, starting. Um, do you guys think that it will still continue to grow in popularity and, you know, will still be super relevant in, you know, five to 10 years from now? Um, or do you think it'll kind of die away or just kind of form into something completely new? I feel like it will, it will continue to like grow. Cause like, I don't know, it's really big right now. The thing about fashion is that trends circulate so fast and it like, they go full circle. So, like, what was popular, like, 10, 20 years ago is what's popular now. They just added more. Like, the baggy clothes, that was all from the 2000s. So, it's just going to keep going full circle with new add-ons. So, not really yeah. die, but also not, like, completely progress onto something new. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. That was kind of the point I was I was going to make. Um, get bigger, Y2K art, get bigger is, like or just Y2K in general get bigger is kind of like a, I feel like it's kind of a dead thing. Like, I'm not going to say Y2K art is a dead thing, but like, even with micro trends now, like you got to understand that we're in an era of like online and like really fast, fast fashion, which I don't indulge in, but regardless, fast fashion, nevertheless, we're like, um, you see a piece online and you're like, huh, let's, let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get this. Let's buy a million things. Right. And, thing about fashion back then which i was kind of actually think about this today um thing about fashion back then is it slowly evolved because of the fact that like you kind of not only did you have to ride the wave you kind of wanted to like keep your own style in a way but because of said micro trends that i um was talking about previously 
uh, I would say that like it's kind of finding that whole style is kind of dead now or like finding your own style is kind of dead now unless you're like actually looking at yourself like it's easy to put on a fit you got off of Pinterest and been like yeah this hard and like going outside and like obviously you're gonna get compliments you're gonna feel good about yourself but I feel like it's so easy now right like oh yeah let's get a five pound haul from Sheen right which despicable i'm not gonna lie yeah if you know if you know sheen but um let's get a five pound haul from sheen and then like let's go let's go put that on i have like a million seven clothes damn i need something new because there's another trend i need to hop on and blah blah right so i feel like now y2k is only a buzzword right for like i said like sheen and like micro trends and like i feel like that whole like the premise from Y2K from what it was in the year 2000 and now are almost completely separate things. I want to I want to add something, bro, because I think growing up, like when I was drawing stuff, I never cared what clothes they were wearing. Like maybe it's just like the shape of it or whatever. But now, like, like I want to make sure like my characters look like fashionable, like when they can relate to people in the in the fashion world and the art world. And you're hitting all these markets. It's like a, l- a little bit of marketing at the same time, and it's just the aesthetic of it like like i feel like pinterest is a big thing for artists nowadays like you want it to look good because you want someone to click on it and like share it repost it use it as a profile pictures you know i want to add like that that's a big thing i see about clay's art like almost everyone has a like a clay out profile picture clay you should talk about that bro <laughs> yeah uh, i remember you were mad at that you posted you posted in the discord you were like oh yeah <sighs> I'm the artist, and everybody has my profile picture, but nobody knows <laughs> me. Yeah, I think it's cool that that I like, I like I like scroll on TikTok just like looking at the comments, and then like just like the top comment has like the profile picture, which is really cool. Like, even on like like other platforms too. Um. So the thing about how trends work, and how if you're really into trendy stuff, it's easy to blow up fast, but it's so hard to like if you're doing something that you actually enjoy that was an old trend and people consider dead, it's not going to do well. So, like, it's almost like you can't even do what you want anymore. Like, I used to do... The art that I did revolved around... Or it still does. It revolves around trends. But every time that I try to post something that I actually like to do or something that I enjoy that's not as public, it doesn't do well at all. And it really fucking sucks. Yeah, that's the same for me, too. Yeah, uh, I definitely get that. I feel like when it comes to art, though, like, hmm, I feel like there's another word for this, or there's probably going to be, like, someone who mentioned, like, somewhere in the future. But, like, I'm going to call it, like, the Cardi effect, where, like, you're going to be on, like, the forefront of, like, everything, and you're going to be pushing the movement, right? And I feel like as artists, like, you want to you wanna be somewhere ahead of that just a little bit, every like every time you do something right in order to like not only push that but like you're keeping it fresh or whatever right and that's what i try to do like and even if i don't get any like clicks from it or views from it like i know that like it's it's somewhere in between like the fashionable like for everyone and then the fashionable for myself so i kind of keep it fresh with myself you know if that if that fixes anything you know i feel like if you put in the work there's gonna be two ways it can go you can blow up by chance. Like, you can just generally just do it because you love it, you know. Like, the right person can see it 
and then boom, you're like a big celebrity. You're like Clay up. Or you could be like Darion where he's like constantly evolving his work and like each thing, he's, it's like a competition to him. Like he, he's like, oh, this one, I know it should pop off, but I just don't have the right audience. But it's not about how much views and likes I'm getting. It's more about like, oh, I'm going to outdo myself on my next post. And in the future, I'm going to have all this fire shit that everyone's going to look at. And they're going to know I put in all this work. So it's really going to, it's going to be like, it's worth it for me, you know. But at least I know my worth. Like, at least I know I'm, I'm really working hard on this, you know. It's all about just having a competition with yourself. He kind of, he kind of right. It's just like, it's somewhere, somewhere with your work, you just got to improve on yourself. Like, just try something new or whatever. Like, even if it's in the same genre or something like that, just go ahead and like, push it and it'll work out eventually somehow everybody has their moment it took i kind of just look at it like this like i look at a lot of art pages that are like really really popping super popping let's say uh 760s why not right because i mean you guys are mostly we're we're split between like drawing and like whatever i mean i go to school for drawing so i'm a i guess i could cut myself but like like even with even with like really popular art accounts, like it takes them a hundred posts, a thousand posts. Let's look at Lord Stingray, because I mean I'm a 3D artist, right? Let's look at Lord Stingray. Lord Stingray, he has 165 posts. I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere near that right now. I'm 24 posts in, right, and I have 436 straight off of art, right? So, I mean, it's easier to it's easier to get from a thousand to two thousand than it is from zero to one hundred. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I got um, 200 posts. I feel like it took, like, a long time for me to blow up. I'm not going to lie. Like, like maybe, like, around, like, 60 or something like that. Because, like, I used to, like, post art a lot. But, like, I feel like it's because my style changed a lot. Because, like, if you go to my old posts, it's, like, you can, like, really tell the difference. Yeah, I think um, once you create something original, and I want to say, like, I don't know if it's just a character or, like, just a style that doesn't look like anyone else's. I want to point out, like, June like her style doesn't look like a lot of people's and i i feel like it's when it's something people want to replicate that's how you know like oh i'm popular yeah. now like oh i just want to take this part of it because it just looks good and then i'm gonna like change it up because i know i can't be that person play bro people just copy his shit and like try to switch it up a little bit like no one noticed and they just like bite his style and shit because they know it works like they don't do it for the art, bro. Clay does it for the art. They do it for the views. It's kind of sense. It's kind of exploitive at the end of the day, cause like <laughs> I saw a Caser shirt while I was at the outlet. And <laughs> that wasn't his shirt. <laughs> That's for <laughs> shit. He didn't make any money off of it. It's all good. That's crazy, you know. I mean, that's the beauty of it, though. Like Chinese knockoff brands. Like, think about it. Nike and Bape. Like they're obviously always competing. I feel like Nike will always be the superior one, and Babe is just a cool little brother. It's because Nike's more mainstream, and Babe yeah. does their own thing. Nike started Babe, though. Like, there was- Oh, well, yeah, well, but well, Nike- well. I wouldn't say that, if you know the history of anything about Babe, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that at all. That's kind of that's kind of uh, pushing it. Well, let's talk okay. into the specifics. Well, I'm talking about Babe stuff, my bad. I was going to say, like, whoa. I was going to say, like, that's kind of- a bit much, don't you think? But um, if you know the history about vape, that's, that's kind of 
like pushing it. But yeah, I want to ask this question. You know how there's the vamp era and stuff like that. I feel like it's still going on. Mm-hmm. How come no one ever draws them? I have never. I what, know some people you? do. Yeah. Uh, we do. I do. I think it's like, too. No, but it's not. It's not as big as the Y two K. I think Y two K is like bright colors and stuff, and the vamp era is just so dark and shit. You know. Um, I would say with like opium and stuff, like we're we are allowed, we're allowed like minority. I would say like we're allowed minority. You would think that Playboy Cardi has like has like astronomical numbers, right? Like, but really, in all reality, we're just really like we're really loyal famous. If we look at um Playboy Cardi to like. Like let's see Spotify. I'm gonna use Spotify rankings, not not it crazy. Fifteen 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 million nine hundred thousand nine hundred forty one thousand three hundred thirty seven monthly listeners, right? And then like let's say like NBA Youngboy, right? Who you would think would have fell off by now. He he still has a million more, right? Like he's they're still popping or whatever, but you don't see any NBA Youngboy art, do you? Surprisingly not. <laughs> exactly. Or like let's say Trippy of Red, who currently has twenty three million four of five hundred seventy thousand three hundred twenty three monthly listeners uh i'm not seeing a whole lot of trippy red stuff now am i you know uh, like, i feel like i have seen a lot no no, no. you we've that. seen quite a little bit right we've seen quite a little bit now young boy he's low-key non-existent but trippy red he has his own little art like section but like as much as like as much as someone like i don't know like the whole Y2K is a genre. You can only do so much. A genre is really broad, and you can do a lot in there since there's a lot of brands. But like, oh, the opium aesthetic, you can only derive so much from a label. You know, like opium at the end of the day is literally a label under Cardi. So I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. Meanwhile, I'm editing a photo of myself in the most opium fit you'll ever see in your life. But whatever. I've seen more opium. Opium. Uh, yeah, I know you see more opium. I've, I'm looking <laughs> at more opium right now with Ken Carson and fucking Rick. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about it kind of a little bit for some of you, but what initially drew all of you to kind of making um, at least some Y2K style of art or kind of making that your main style? You know, I'm sure it evolved over time, but what kind of, you know, made you, you know, be drawn towards that sort of a style? What inspired my style at the beginning was like, there's this artist Reno Stuss. Shout out to him. Shout out um, Reno. Uh, he's really cool. Like he's the one who like inspired me to like start posting a lot. But like, my style now, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's styles I've been seeing just like inspire me and stuff in uh the fashion. Uh, I think for me, uh, I got into the fan art era. Like, I think I started off with, um, like, my first big, like, shout-out was I'm Dante. And um, he, I feel like he does really good for his community. Like, like if you do some art for him, he'll put you on a story. A lot of people will get to see you. And it kind of gives you, like, a dopamine rush, like, where you're like, damn, like, someone big saw me. Now, like, all these other people really appreciate my art, get a little bit of followers and that. And then you kind of, like, you start going to the next person. Like, oh, who else would recognize me? Oh, Trippy Red, he like he he be fucking with that. Then like I did like I started doing like underground people like Cash Dami like he was pretty big on TikTok. And then like what's next, Young Chris? Like it's just I got into a loophole where I, I started falling into the underground. Not only because I know a lot of people in it, but it's just like like 
they're looking for my art now. They want to buy it and they want to have it as their album covers. Album covers was a big thing before we started getting into like animated videos and stuff. So I was like big on the album covers. I think TikTok started like the fashion part for me. Like I just started started seeing people showing off like a lot of things as far as like, oh, yeah, I got this fit right now. Like no one, I've never seen anyone in the same fit. Like I always see people switching it up. And that's not, that's the only thing. Like when I draw my characters, like they'll only have the same clothes on if I'm lazy enough. But otherwise than that though, like I think that's a difference from art now. Like like that Astro Boy thing. Astro Boy, I've never seen him in any other clothes. Like, he'll have the shoes on, the little tiny shorts, <laughs> no shirt. <laughs> like you would have thought he's poor or something. But like nowadays if someone made uh Astro Boy, he would be wearing like new clothes every episode probably. Like that's just how it is. I think it's like an ADHD thing or something. Oh, um, my art style. I uh, I've been drawing my entire life. My entire family is artists, so I was kind of just like, there wasn't another option for me. But, um, I was drawing like I would literally just copy like frames out of different animes that I watched. I was like eight. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't posting it online and claiming it as my own, but. That's kind of what got me started, and I was kind of shit at that, so I started progressing into something more of, uh, I guess you could say unique, something just different. It was still animated looking, it was still cartoony, but it wasn't exactly like anime, and just small changes over time is how I got into my style. Really, for me, um, I had been doing Photoshop since I was like 12, right? So... I was just really doing miscellaneous things, right? And uh, I got accepted into like this art middle school, right? Funny, yeah, yeah, laugh it up. Um, so got accepted into art middle school, and I I got in for communications, right? Because um, I had actually been doing like writing and like speech, right? So yeah, that's why I kind of talk a lot. But um, I've been doing writing and speech and my ex right who funny enough like you know shazam right um this is kind of off topic but you know shazam right her uncle actually made shazam but regardless she was an art major right and i saw like her drawings or whatever i was like yo that's really cool i like that major better than what i do right and i had started drawing right and in in school or whatever they were like yo um you're a wannabe art major you're a wannabe this right i was like damn right so i broke up with her i got with another art major and i had been designing clothes for a while right i had been designing clothes and um i guess that kind of kept me pushing i was also doing nfts but that's that's besides the point i've been designing clothes and we broke up and for a long time i was like damn well i want to get better than her it was kind of like revenge or whatever i don't know i was on time but uh i kept on going at it and then like eventually i picked up blender again and i kind of just didn't stop from there so like i kind of just kept pushing my own thing right but thing about it is like you're going to start to let go of that stuff and you're just going to start to like do your own thing 
So I guess after that, it was just for me and no one else. So I just kept on pushing, right? And it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about revenge. It was it was just about me liking art or whatever. And I kind of just kept it going forward from there. So, yeah. And so, I mean, I think near the beginning of this, um, when you had said something about how you guys, or at least, you know, some, some of your art that you make are kind of helping to, you know, pushed um, Y2K to a wider audience, you know, more people are seeing it and getting inspired uh, by you guys. Um, but I mean, obviously it's been around for a while. So I was curious as to who are other people that, you know, maybe used to, uh, I guess, pioneers of that style that maybe aren't as big today. I mean, you obviously talked kind of about Nego and Bape and some of that, but is there any, uh, any other brands or artists that you guys think really helped pioneer the style and push it to what it is now lil wayne soldier boy uh lil wayne soldier boy those are two people off the top of my head i could go on for days about them bro i keep i call you for real because you're the truth uh you know head of louis head of louis v now uh love him bro, i want to say this i want to say this whoever made air forces popular and then made babes and stuff like like i feel like that was like an era i remember I really want yeah. to draw. Yeah, that was that was like I said, that was um, that was Soldier Boy, um, no Soldier Boy, Lil Wayne, Eminem, and a couple of other celebrities. No, I'm talking about like in the last five years. Oh, in the last five years, oh, then because uh, they brought it back, of course. Like I feel like, like if we go back to the beginning of our conversation, all these trends are just circulating over and over and over. Like we might see like Yeezys back again, some 360 boost or some shit. <laughs> you never know. Like, I just honestly can't tell nowadays. Like, what about, like, Tyler, the creator? Like, all his, like, golf stuff was, like, so popular. Like, but now nobody wears that. Or, like, Wolfgang. Still, it's still popular in New York. Uh, Stussy, too. Stussy, there we go. There, I was I was waiting on an epiphany to happen. Stussy. <laughs> um, we're not going to forget, like, skate streetwear because... A lot of people confuse streetwear with Y2K, or a lot of people mix the two with each other. And uh, I need to give credit where credit is due. Streetwear definitely pushes that, and like skatewear and whatnot. I'm just waiting on a goth goth clothing to come back into style. So, anyways, um, yeah, uh, opium is not enough. I'm just not doing enough. I need anymore. But yeah, sissy for sure. Can we talk about people um, copying art? I just want to say. Yes, yes. Uh, I've seen a big thing. It's originality. I feel like this. You can take inspiration. You can definitely take inspiration from people. But. Yeah, for sure. Like, it is pretty hard to, like, make things from scratch. Like, you will need references. Like, someone drawing from their fucking brain is not going to be, like, a normal thing anymore. I just don't. I don't believe it. But. Um, mixing a bunch of things into one is cool, but like making blatantly obvious things and like and then just like passing it through, like that's what I hate. You know what I'm saying? Taking a like taking a real life photo and making a drawing, that's okay because you're literally you have to like make it into your style. You have to form like the the lines to look different. You're never gonna I'm get as close. To but I'm talking about like tracing someone's art style. I used to trace when I was a kid. I'm not even gonna lie. Beginner, you need to trace as a beginner, and then like you, for real, like evolve into like not trace at all. No, but if you say you're a professional artist, all you do is trace. Yeah, you're not. No, people tracing is like tracing is how you learn. 
Like, there's nothing wrong with tracing. It, the problem comes in when you, like, lay it off as your own work. Kanye. Kanye, too. I didn't... I don't know why I didn't mention him, but Kanye West pushed... Um, definitely pushed the Y2K movie. That was very... That was very uh, late for some reason. I don't know why I mentioned Lane, but... Whatever. I gotta say, Family Guy is a big inspiration to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think Blender, I, I want to say this, I think Blender is going to be pretty big just because it's so accessible, you know, to like, a, like, a, like there's little 10 year old kids learning it, like that know it more than me, I guess. So, um, I want to say another thing, we should bring back graffiti, we should bring back some old stuff, um, minimalism, oh, it's kind of hard to explain because you can, you can be like Trippy Red's, um, Dude, that makes his album covers and just have like the whole page filled with so much random stuff. Or you can be like Haku and then just like, oh, you just have the character in the middle of the white blank page. Oh, I love Haku. Sam and you guys kind of talked about obviously like tracing and kind of a little bit of, you know, tips and advice to people out there. Um, but whether it's in regards to Y2K art specifically or just. Um, digital art or you know blender 3d art in general what are some just basic tips or advice that you would give to anybody you know an aspiring artist that may be listening improve every time improve every time try try to improve uh stay consistent do it every day you, you're gonna give up a lot and you're gonna change you're gonna change the art a lot and change your style you might have so much different styles until you stick with one style but I gotta say this though, a lot of people they want their stuff to look like someone else's, and it's just not gonna look perfect, and it's definitely not gonna look like you're not gonna ever look like Clay. You're never gonna you're never gonna make art like Darion. You're never gonna look like June. It's just you should just be you. People should want to be you. And I gotta say this one last thing because I feel like even everyone here needs to uh, to, to hear this. Art should not be cheap. No. I gotta say it. nowadays. If you want art from someone who's putting their blood, sweat, and tears in it, like you just gonna bug them and be like, "Bro, I need this shit by tomorrow and stuff," it's gonna be premium prices. Just like we can, like we can hit up like anyone who's making crazy beats and stuff, and they they're charging like crazy. You won't see anything like it. I got something to add. Uh, um, there's this rapper like asked them their budget, and they gave me like a crazy price. I don't want to say any names, but like it's kind of crazy. Like it was a low price. Yeah, and they have no value for it, bro. But they can charge so much for a feature and like flex about having money. But they can't put money in our artists' pockets. How can we continue to make art if we can't even afford to live? You know, that's like, that was the biggest thing for me, bro. Like I, I can't, I can't sit here and make art for my my fans and sit if I gotta go work at Walmart or some shit. You know what I'm saying? I gotta make money. Sadly. Say so, uh, one thing I saw recently when uh, I think it was on Twitter and there was some artists talking about that same topic of, you know, being undervalued by customers and someone shared something and you guys might have seen it before, but it's like uh, <clears throat> when you're having a commission, you can have uh, there's three qualities you can get. There's good, fast and cheap and you can pick two of them. You can't have all three. So if you you, you can have it good and cheap, but it's not going to be fast, you can have it fast and cheap but it's not going to be as good or you can have it good and fast but it's not going to be cheap so i think <clears throat> that's kind of a good thing to go in and people need to be aware of you know when they 
do reach out to other artists to commission a piece of work or, you know, try to work with them that, you know, <clears throat> if you like them, make sure that you value their time because <clears throat> everybody obviously puts a ton of time and effort into what they do. Uh, so make sure to, you know, respect that. I got to say this real quick. If you're putting money in my pocket, I'm going to be so happy. Like I will do a backflip handstand while drawing it. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? One thing I want to say is, Go in with more money than you expect the artist to even ask you for, for certain, right? Because, like, one thing that me and Pro run into a lot, like, uh, like somebody will hit you up and be like, yo, I saw your art. I think it's cool. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to buy this for or whatever, right? You're like, oh, yeah, okay, this, these are my prices, right? And then they're like, uh, damn, I'll hit you up later. <laughs> They um, never do. Me too. I run into that problem. I'm like, bruh, it wasn't even that expensive. <laughs> but whatever, bruh, for some art. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, I'll just go use Chat GPT and some other things to make my art. I'm like, you got it, bruh. You got it. Which which AI art is deplorable, but that's not the topic. Like back to what Proam said, is that I like every time someone commissions me. I'll follow them back and I'll like go out of my way to interact with them. Not because I want more money or I expect them to commission me again. It's just like, I like the people that actually respect it. I don't know. They're always the coolest people too. I always like to be responsive definitely whenever I, whenever somebody comes. Like I'm always like, or like I'll always throw in something extra. Like I'll give a dog a bone if like, if that makes any sense. Like, oh, if, oh yeah, uh, can you do this? Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm gonna. Can I pay you for I don't know a 15 second and make it 20? I don't really mind. It's just like, it's all about like how responsive and how like nice you are. Be honest with you. Because at the end of the day, I'm not even thinking about how long it's gonna be or how short it's gonna be or how much money you're paying me. I'm just thinking, yo, he thought to commission me about something. Like I got the money in my pocket already, so matter. Well, I guess lastly, if there's anything you guys wanted to add about Y2K art or just anything in general, how's uh, the time to say it? Just keep on doing it, to be completely honest with you. you got to keep on doing it. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking the time to come on and talk about Y2K art um, and a little bit of you know other topics. Uh, can't wait to see what you guys all have coming this year. And hopefully, to all the listeners out there, you guys learned a lot. Um, and we, uh, I hope to have more talks like this on the podcast in the future. So thank you guys for listening.